אני שמחה ונגיד לה בוא, יש נהר שזורם כיסו, אני שמחה ונגיד לה בוא, הצמר יבוא וישתה, מים בשפע, מי שישמע יבוא וידע, מים חיים Finally anchors up. Hello, everybody in podcast land. Welcome, welcome, and Facebook also. I am on Facebook Live for the first time. <clears throat> welcome, my U.S. people. Welcome, Ireland. Welcome, Fjord Islands. Welcome, Russia. And welcome a few other countries I have on. Welcome today, Shemitah. So we are going to be doing part three of Shemitah, the mystery of the Shemitah and the key of the cataclysms. So we will be discussing a fingerprint of a mystery of chapter nine. This is talking about the prophets in the field. Um, according to this, it says there was two women, men standing in the midst, midst of a vast expanse of farmland. The wind swept down on the stalks of wheat and caused continual shifts of patterns of light and shadows. Um, one of the two men was named Neroli. Uh, he was a seeker of answers to solve mysteries. <clears throat> the other was a long dark coat, wore a long dark coat, known as only the prophet, is seeking to help him do that. The prophet begins sharing with Neroli the ancient observations of the Shemitah, the scene just decides that the harbingers, during the exchange of Nerali, asking the prophet questions, alluding to the second mystery. So here we're talking about a prophet and a second mystery in his book, Harbingers, <clears throat> and the observations and so forth and so on. Now, before we go any further, I'll tell you that I'm a local rabbi and minister here in Ohio. And I do run a ministry, uh, Sacred Elohim Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. Um, and we are talking about Shemitah signs. What's the observation and prophetic sign? Is it a possibility that the Shemitah has another mystery uh, operating in modern times? Is what he says here. With harbingers. Uh, can it have the course and effect of nations? Uh, and the world history. And what lies behind this in the modern times. He also talks about the observation of the Shemitah and the Shemitah and prophetic signs. Only Israel was compelled to keep the Shemitah as an observance. <clears throat> uh, he goes on, as the observance, the Shemitah applies to one nation, but a prophetic sign 
in many ways applies to any nation. Um, he goes on to say the observance of the Shemitah comes regularly every seven years, but as a sign, it is not bound by any schedule or regularity. But when it does appear, it will manifest the essentials of the Shemitah. It affects effects and mysteries form a sign. Then he identifies the fingerprint. He says the Shemitah most directly affects the operating within the nation's economy and financial realms. He goes on to say that the mystery still affects today and it manifests in two realms. Again, the financial and economic crisis and it causes economic crises, downturns, recessions, depressions, stock market collapses and crashes. Uh, he goes on in a great deal talking about the ups, up, observance of the regular Shemitah and then it being a prophetic sign and manifesting itself recurring on a regular basis every seven years. Um, he goes on to explain the formulaic or formula and simplistic phenomenon of downturns, recessions, and depressions, and so forth. He talks part of it is based on land apostasy. Interesting. In this case, the destruction of Israel in 586 BC, the Shemitah and their apostasy of God. He also points the same thing to America, contains a unique connection to Israel, and establishes a global picture. Interesting, a global picture now that pays close attention to certain things um, in America. He denotes the Shemitah is linked not only to national judgment, but also national blessing. The sign may appear at the time of a nation's rise to power, and yet the rising nation to fall. Um, if the nation turns away from its foundation roots of God or Yahuwah, then it established is established by a judgment of warning. Um, and then he gives certain clues. A seven-year cycle is number one. Specific of the seven-year sabbatical cycle of the Shemitah. Seven-year specifics of the seven and the Tashiri. Uh, financial and economic collapses and the Hebrew month of Tashiri. And that was covered. The autumn wake the seal, and the end of the seventh year. The Hebrew month of Tashiri, or Tashir, uh, in covering the year of the Shemitah. Oh, everybody left again. Uh, the Hebrew convergence and the climatic end of the Shemitah. The Yule, he goes over that. And the Hashiva, or Hashi, Hasheva, as he calls it. And these are the keys. So that is the first part. And then we will go into the mystery of the seven crashes. Now, I am doing this live, so I do have people on Facebook going in and out constantly uh, with this recording. But after this recording, it won't be live. <laughs> yes, it won't be live, the Shemitah. The mystery of the seven crashes. We have a little time. He goes in to elaborate the opposition the day crash and collapses of the Stark in history. He goes into comparing the great crash of 1929 and it being a Shemitah to the regular stock market crashes that happened in recent times. Um, 
He goes on describing the 2000-2001 crash denominated by 9-11. And he says the mystery between that and the dot-com crash of that year. And then 1916 and 1917, the First World War, and another crash. And another crash in 93, 1973, which is what was called the crash of multiple Christ, um, where the stock market took a drop. Then the crash of 1901 and 1903, the struggle of the Titans, which is a good example. Then the recession and Great Depression of 1937 through 1938, and the crash of 2007 and 8, the Great Recession. And then you also had the Depression of 1930 to 1932, which was another crash, and a Shemitah. And he talks about these quite frequently and what it led into 100% and so forth, given the different percentages. And then he goes in talking about the long-term effects of the great collapse of modern history. Ah, interesting. When the Great Depression happened, 70% of the stock market fell. 80% of them according to the Shemitah, and 100% of the Great Fall. He goes into describing it individually and how the cycles affected the ancient mystery behind the great collapses of modern history. Uh, the cycle and the turning points. That's another interesting. He says, great heights or peaks of stock market continuity to a point. Then it ends in a period of expansion and beginning of decline. He says the peak of the financial realm, by definition, will be marked by the beginning of a downturn or a collapse. A major dissension, descent into the stock market will often, often be connected to an economic collapse or foreshadowing the effect. Um, they use graphs and lines to explain this. And he's basing it on the principle of the Shemitah being given by Mo Moshe at Mount Sinai. So... It definitely has a look that it does have an impact. And I had some more people just leave. <laughs> and then he shows graphs. I'm not going to go over the graphs and numbers of different time places that these. A good one was a black Monday. What? Black Monday. Um, which was mentioned. Another one was the dot-com bubble, and then he talks about the mystery of the cycles. He talks about 1973, 1980, 1987, 2000, 2007. He describes their peak points and their pink lows. Interesting. Then he talks about the cycle, and he gives a verse in Leviticus that says, In the seventh year there shall be a, sh a Shabbat, of solemn rest for the land and the Shabbat or Sabbath of the Lord. And you shall neither sow your fields nor prune your vineyards. And it talks about how the Shemitah affects us economically in a downturn recession and an upturn session. And then he talks about the sacred cycle of the five collapses, which is interesting because it collates with the past decades uh, with the mystery of the Shemitah, and it specifies the seven years, and once every seven years, the Ancient of Times. And he says, the test, will it happen again? Um, will there be a peak or a fall? And then he goes into the mystery of the first 
point of no return. The first point of no return was dealing with the S&P 500. It dropped nearly 120 points in 1972. It peaked and then dropped 19, by 1973. That was a biblical Shemitah. And again, we got turning points of different decades, which I'm not going to go over. Um, the third collapse of biblical Shemitah, where it begins and ends. And he talks about other collapses in 90 through 80. Uh, he talks about turning points during those decades. And then the fifth and sixth points of mystery. And then he talks about the collapse of that. And then the Sinai cycle and how it affects. He says the biblical economic and financial realms are times to seven cycles. The cycles concerning economic secession and financial remission centered on the seventh year of the cycle behind the past decades all the way to now and the great peaks thereof. And he goes on to describe 100% of the Shemitah each time for each financial collapse, that there was 100% collapse in it, and then he delegates that. Um, and then he talks about the mystery of the cataclysm. Um, again, we focus on long-term and day crashes. What's a long-term and what's a day crash? Um, long-term classes, crashes tend to be natural, where single-day crashes are volatile. And he says the keys are Yule to Shiri and the Shemitah Awake. The Shemitah Awake is after it manifests itself. Um, of course he calls these the Shemitah's other keys and then you got the 10 great single point day crashes that are mentioned uh, he doesn't really go on about that he says a 7 year key and the great point crashes and he describes 15 points on one he says there was another major crash that was 16% then he goes into Tashiri and the great points uh, the leap month which is a leap year and how Tashiri plays in it at sunset and it being leap month. He talks about the last Tashiri was 80%. Interesting in that. He talks about the coalition puzzle, which talks about the seven years collating it all together. And seven, one year being a Shemitah of 70% and another one being of 80%. He talks about the autumn phenomenon and the mystery of September and October and the seven-year cycle, and EU and Tashiri again. And then he goes into other cataclysms, which I'm not going to touch on. And then the 18th day of Tashiri, which is interesting that he would mention that. He said, in the 18th day, there was a 4% great crash. There was a 60% great crash on the 18th day. And then another 60% crash. Interesting. And he shows the different collations. He just continues going on through the Great Depression, Great Recession, talking about the mystery of the 20 crashes on the Yule and the Tashiri cycle and the mystery of the proximity, which is the about half half a times crash. And then he goes in describing the great st different stock market crashes that were 99%, almost 100%. And the mystery behind the five of them and the mystery behind the top great five. And then he talks about the Tashiri of 1929, 1929, and 1987, which were named Black Thursday Black and Black Tuesday. Interesting. And then all the great crashes, he just talks together. Um, 
And that ends that section. We are now in section four. It was very poignant um, and very quick. I'm going to take a cut here on the recording, and I'll be right back.